Hello, everybody, and welcome to 30 Minute Thrive, your go-to podcast for anything and everything HR, powered by MRA, the Management Association. Looking to stay on top of the ever-changing world of HR? MRA has got you covered. We'll be the first to tell you what's hot and what's not. I'm your host, Sophie Bowler, and we are so glad you're here. Now it's time to thrive. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of 30 Minute Thrive. I'm excited to introduce to you our guest for today, and that's Christy Hazy, our Employee Engagement Survey Director here at MRA. Christy's passion is coaching leaders to really identify and align employee strengths to meet the business needs of the organizations. And she uses a combination of questions, humor, and analogies to strengthen leaders' ability to communicate with team members. Applying that same combination to align employees to their current positions and career path, her goal is really to increase engagement one employee at a time. So Christy serves as an HR generalist for 17 years in the manufacturing, distribution, and health insurance industries across private, public, and nonprofit sectors and has worked at Emory for almost 10 years now. So she comes with a lot of experience and knowledge today that I'm excited to talk about and she'll really be highlighting employee engagement with her coaching and leadership background. So thanks for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, let's dive into the first question right away. And I really want to talk about that there's a lot of different words and terms that people like to use when talking about engagement. Um, For example, engagement, satisfaction, retention, and culture. So can you kind of talk about the difference the differences between each of those terms oh sure so if we're thinking about engagement engagement in the definition that we use at MRA is really investment how invested is an individual in the organization they're in in the job that they're doing whereas satisfaction really is how content are they So I like to use the analogy for those two uh, to be almost like uh, being in this room with you right now. So this is a very comfortable room. It's nice and warm. You're nice and warm. Uh, You know, it's it's easy to be here. So I can say, oh, you know, I'm content. Mm -hmm. But if you were not asking me questions in the moment, I could be satisfied, content. Mm Uh, but maybe thinking about something entirely different. What am I having for dinner? So I may not be invested in the discussion or I may not be mm-hmm. present in the discussion. So in order to be both satisfied and engaged, a person has to say for satisfaction, is this really a place for me? And then for engagement, do I want to contribute? Do I want to be a part of? So they really, they work together, but they are separate things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so how do they, kind of looking on the other side now, how do they tie together and should you be using these terms interchangeably? You should not be using the terms interchangeably. Uh, That's the easy part. How they tie together is almost as complicated as we are as humans. There's a lot of variables. And so in, in business, we often talk about how important retaining talent is. Uh, we want our folks to stay with us as long as possible. So we we talk about that as retention. 
And then when we start to talk about how to measure retention, a lot of times leaders or HR folks will say, oh, you know, I want to measure engagement. Uh, and when we start talking about, well, why do you want to measure that? A lot of times they're really talking about satisfaction. So when we think about um, what we're looking to do, retention is the end goal. Engagement is a part of that end goal, but engagement on its own won't necessarily ensure retention. Satisfaction on its own won't necessarily ensure retention. Uh, engagement, satisfaction, culture, what other employment alternatives are out there right now, all of those factors contribute to how long a person stays in the organization, not to mention the non-work-related components of our lives. Um, are we? Do we need to leave an organization because we have a change in our family or is our spouse moving? So there's all the non-work-related factors that go in as well. So when we think about using terms interchangeably, no. I, I want folks to really be clear about when they're looking to measure engagement or they want to change employee engagement, they're really looking at how to increase uh, a sense of accountability and investment. When they're looking to uh, influence satisfaction, I want them to think about the experience, the employee experience and then when they're thinking about retention, I want them to be thinking about, okay, the length of time people are in their organization or in the role in an organization. You just mentioned about measuring employee engagement, and it's important for companies to really measure their success with employee engagement. So I guess that poses the question of, can you actually measure engagement? The easy short answer is yes. The uh, reality is it's hard to do, because with any uh, any human component that you're trying to measure, whether it's satisfaction, engagement, uh, a sense of culture in an organization, there are a lot of variables at play. So they they interact with each other, as I've already talked about. Uh, so the the best approach to measure engagement is to be knowledgeable about what your definition of engagement is going to be. So at MRA. We say that when we're measuring engagement, we are looking to see how well the organization has identified their mission and how well they describe how employees' jobs tie to that mission. Then we're measuring the employee's interest in the mission, the future of the organization, and their uh, perception of and, and their willingness to contribute to the outcome of that. So we really define specifically what we're trying to measure and then we design questions to align to that. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times organizations will say, I want to measure engagement and they may select a vendor to help them do that and their definitions don't align. Or they might do their own survey and just ask questions that may or may not get at that construct of engagement. So it's hard to do, admittedly, but yes, mm -hmm. you certainly can measure. And then kind of going off of that, what is your experience with using data and metrics to really measure employee engagement? Well, 
you know, I, I do it all the time. <laughs> so I, for the past nine years, I've been administering employee engagement surveys to members of MRA. Uh, and one of the things that I find interesting is that no matter the organization, uh, no matter the industry, no matter the size of the company, there are themes that continue to surface when it comes to employee engagement. And that is that in order for uh, people to really feel a sense of engagement, they do need to know that mission. They need to know how their job aligns. They need to feel a part of the organization. They need to feel like they are in the know. So communication becomes a critical piece for them. Um, and then a sense of growth in the organization that they can grow their skill set, not necessarily moving up in the organization, but feeling like that they are learning as they are giving to the organization. And you can certainly, you can measure all of that through surveys and surveys are important to do. But the other component of measuring engagement is the qualitative side, meaning engagement is visual. You can observe it. Mm -hmm. So organizations that are interested in engagement, I encourage them to collect the metrics, you know, to run the surveys, but also to begin to know what it looks like and sounds like. That too is measurement. And in a lot of ways, it is a more valuable measure of engagement. Yeah, I really like that. That kind of brings us to our next point that engagement is not all one-sided too. It's not all on the employer manager to keep employees engaged. And it's also not all on the employees to make sure that they stay engaged. Yeah. So can you talk about that for a little bit? Oh, I could talk about that for a long time, Sophie. <laughs> I think that yeah. is one of the most intriguing components of engagement. Mm -hmm. uh, it really is a two-way street. Uh, it is, uh, it's an equation. So there are things that the organization must do in order to ensure that employees can engage. So they do need, as I, I know I'm repeating myself here, but they do need to say, hey, this is who we are as an organization. This is our purpose. And that needs to be a prevalent message. For each position in the organization, it needs to be clear how that position contributes to the purpose. So the employer is responsible for those two things. Well, if if I am coming to work for your organization, Sophie, and you're, you're, my, you're gonna be my leader, and you explain those things to me really well, you've done the first two pieces for my engagement, but mm -hmm. the second two are mine. So I have to then say, oh, yes, I like what this organization is about. I like what the role is about. I want to stay here a while. I want to contribute. So I have to make that choice. And then the second piece for me as the employee is that I now have to apply my knowledge, skills, and abilities. So I have to apply myself. I have to really get involved. So that is the employee's uh, responsibility for engagement. Then if I say, yes, I want to be a part of this organization, I want to contribute, then it's back to you as my leader to ensure that I have what I need 
to do my job? Do I have the, the tools and the equipment uh, as the job changes? Do I have the opportunity to gain new skills? So you've got to help me to continue to grow. And then also I have to feel visible in the organization. Now we talk about employee recognition a lot, but we often think about employee recognition as tokens mm -hmm. uh, or money. But when it comes to engagement, the recognition is primarily between the employee and their leader. So do you see me? Uh, if I'm having to put in a lot of effort to complete a project, and I'm working a lot of hours, let's say, your simple acknowledgement of, Christy, thank you, I know that this is a, a, a long haul, I know you're, you're contributing a lot of hours, thank you for doing so, I feel visible. But if I'm giving, 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 and my immediate leader isn't recognizing that, then over time, uh, I tend to, not just myself, but I'm using myself in the examples, but over time, people will give less. They'll mm -hmm. sort of pull back. It's not necessarily disengaging, but for a lot of organizations that are measuring engagement, their populations might go from highly engaged to engaged. Mm -hmm. So feeling valued and visible for the contributions, for the outcomes are, is important to sustain engagement. Yeah, those are great points. And I love the recognition piece because I feel like that's very important for me too, just to be like, um, it kind of just motivates you to like keep going. Like, hey, my work's being recognized. They like what I'm doing, like keep going kind of yes. thing. So yes. I like that. But let's say that um, you're an organization and you start to notice that employee engagement is starting to decline, what would you say the first action step is? Uh, this is not our question. <laughs> yeah, this is probably not going to be uh, a favorite answer uh, for, for people to hear. Mm -hmm. But this goes back to the two ways to measure engagement. Yes, you can do surveys, but you can also observe engagement. Mm -hmm. And so my hope is that for organizations where someone is now concerned that engagement may have dropped, my preference and hope would be that they're noticing, they're hearing the difference, they're seeing the mm -hmm. difference, and as soon as they hear or see it, that individual leaders are talking with their folks. This is what's often less appealing because it's easy to get a survey and let there be anonymous responses. But Sophie, going back to the example, if you're my leader and you're working with me and you know that I've been a consistent performer, um, I'm, I have demonstrated interest and concern, and now you see a change, the quickest, best action is to have a one-on-one -on -one discussion to say, hey, Christy, I notice that lately you're, you're not as talkative in meetings, or um, I notice that you're not volunteering for some of the extra projects. Mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're just kind of late on such whatever it is, and that the the discussion can open up at that point because that discussion enables a leader mm -hmm. to learn what roadblock may now be underway, or uh, what has changed in that employee for their engagement to shift. Mm -hmm. So that is the best thing to do in that moment. Now, from employee engagement surveys, I can guess what changes have occurred. Um, what we see and what we have seen, not only during COVID, 
But over the past decade, the biggest uh, factors that influence engagement is the level of communication on the day-to-day. So if, if the job changes and that employee was not aware, then that's really gonna alter their engagement. If they have expressed an interest or a need to learn something new and their, their leader is not arranging for that, that's gonna drive engagement, mm-hmm. uh, it's gonna change engagement. If they feel like they've been hired to do a certain job and they're not allowed to do it, either because they're being micromanaged or because there's a disconnect between what they're doing and what their colleague is doing or what their department is doing and another department is doing, they're not working well together, that's gonna hinder engagement. So mm-hmm. uh, having those conversations enables a leader and an employee to identify what has changed or what may be a factor and then to work together to try to improve that. And even though those conversations are probably difficult or might be hard to bring up, it also shows that, hey, my leader cares about me and cares why I'm not performing my best and stuff like that. And Sophie, on that point, I have to also say, um, you know, engagement as we have mentioned is two ways. Yeah. And I have to now also acknowledge that for leaders, a lot of times engaged employees are challenging for leaders mm-hmm. because if, and if an, an employee is really engaged, they care and they have high expectations to be in the know yeah. uh, or mm-hmm. for things to be fixed. And so a lot of times to have these one-on-one discussions, the leader is a little bit vulnerable uh, to what the employee is expressing. And depending upon that employee's personality, they can be really passionate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if they have a lot of energy about what it's happy about, the leader could just be like, oh, that's a good point. <laughs> what do I do? And so in all fairness, that that's I think that's one of the, the biggest uh, challenges for leaders when they are managing engaged employees I mean, highly engaged employees. You can almost feel that momentum right. from them. So the leader needs to be prepared to yeah. handle that and be okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of going off of that declining employee engagement, we're still hearing about quiet quitting. So how does that tie into engagement? And can you recommend anything to leaders out there or even just employees experiencing quiet quitting? Um, I have a... I have some feelings about that term. I struggle with quiet quitting a little bit because I know it's been a term of interest in Mm -hmm. the past year or so. And I think that it really depends on how you're defining quiet quitting. Some folks have defined quiet quitting to be, oh, a person is no longer going above and beyond. If that's your definition, then then there's no problem in that sense because if you think about a person no longer going above and beyond, if you think about how we rate performance in organizations, we give ratings, if we're still doing ratings, we'll go to the ratings of exceeds expectations, meets expectations, is not meeting it, Mm -hmm. below expectations. So when a person goes above and beyond, then theoretically they should be rated exceeds expectations. If they're no longer doing that, but they're still getting their work done, they're meeting expectations, and quiet quitting is not a problem. 
If you define quiet quitting, though, as a person who is not meeting expectations of the role, then uh, I would say in terms of measuring engagement, that person's performance is now subpar mm -hmm. and they might be moving into the less engaged uh, category. And when you think about engagement and satisfaction, it might mean that their satisfaction is still good, they're mm -hmm. still content to stay with the organization, but they're not contributing as much. If they're not meeting your expectations, you have to address that from the objective perspective of the role. But if they are not giving the extra and you want that mm -hmm. back, then it's back to what we talked about before. And you've got to be able to sit down and say, Chrissy, I noticed mm -hmm. that you're no longer doing X, Y, and Z. So those conversations are, are critical. But I, I'm just not that concerned with quiet quitting. Uh, I think I think for a lot of organizations and for a lot of employees, there has been a shift, you know, since COVID, where people really are evaluating, yeah. how do I want to spend my time? And quite honestly, for us as employers, the flip side of that is, um, you know, if we have not been acknowledging the contributions, then the employees are 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 creating that balance for themselves. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So kind of tying, tying together all of this, the title for the episode is The Engagement Equation, Finding the Right Balance. So to close out for today, what is one piece of advice that you would give employers on finding that right balance? If you are an organization that really is interested in employee engagement, I the one piece of advice I wanna give is to start at the beginning of the process. The beginning of the process is for leaders to truly understand the positions that report to them, not the people, but the positions. What are you asking in that position? What are the expectations? What are the um, goals? And how are you measuring those things? Because it's only when leaders truly know what the purpose of that role is, when it's really defined for them, that's when they can begin to assess what meeting expectations really means, mm -hmm. what exceeding it really means, what it means to go above and beyond. And they can coach effectively. Uh, and they can also, when they're having new people enter into a role, they can get those new people to invest quicker. So being really certain about mm -hmm. the positions that new lead is the first step for engagement. Absolutely. That's great advice to end with. Ooh, thanks. Do you have any last piece of advice or any lasting comments you want to wake me before we wrap up today? Uh, so I know we've talked a lot about the yeah. employer side, but Sophie, you did touch on the fact earlier that engagement is a two-way street. And so uh, for the employee perspective, because we're most of us are employees somewhere, yeah. uh, for, for us as individuals, engagement is important because it gives us a sense of value and purpose. It, if we're working, this is important for us to say, what I'm doing is really meaningful. And so, you know, 
if you don't really feel engaged in what you're doing and you're thinking about maybe making a, a change to something that you think would be a better fit for you, uh, I would encourage you to really do that because right. in order for you to find work valuable, engagement is, is key for you. It's not mm -hmm. just being satisfied. Engagement is a sense of fulfillment and it's just a, a healthier way to work. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you for all you do at MRA because you're amazing. And I want to thank you for being on 30 Minute Thrive today and really sharing your knowledge and expertise on employee engagement. So to our listeners, if you liked our chat and topic today, make sure you share this episode and leave a comment, leave a review, and consider joining MRA if you aren't a member already because we have all the show notes or all the resources in the show notes below. So make sure you take a look at those. We've also included Christy's bio and LinkedIn profile. So if you wanna connect with her, get in touch with her, uh, we have all those resources available for you. Otherwise, thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you next week. And that wraps up our content for this episode. Be sure to reference the show notes where you can sign up to connect for more podcast updates. Check out other MRA episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And as always, make sure to follow MRA's 30 Minute Thrive so you don't miss out. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next Wednesday to carry on the HR conversation.